Gear. Drink a beer. Metal. Sports. Yes, in the face. It's the Kenny Kid Show. Kenny Kid's brilliant. I am the best in the world at what I do. Great kid. Don't get cocky. On 92.3, The Fan. scheduling for the final time of 2015 welcome into the kenny kids show i'm taking you up until about 7:45 tonight where we'll go over to westwood one's coverage of monday night football where it's a battle of the five and sevens the miami dolphins are hosting the new york giants along with me as always dave spano running the board brooke minahan screening I'm, I'm, your hope, calls i'm hope i'm here yeah well today yeah i hope I hope this week you're actually here with us. Brooke Meanahan, screening the calls, keeping us updated on the 2020s as well. You can call the show at 216-578-0092. Tweet at me, at Mr. Kenny Kid. Well, our beloved Cleveland Browns defeated the San Francisco 49ers yesterday, 24-10, and no longer hold the number one overall draft pick in the 2016 NFL Draft. You blew it! Yes, they blew it. They are now in a three-way tie with the San Diego Chargers and the Tennessee Titans. And according to NFL.com, due to the strength of schedule, the tiebreaker, the Browns fall to number two overall with the Titans at number one and the Chargers at number three. Now, even though it does bother me that they won a meaningless game and potentially hurt their future by dropping their draft position, I'm not entirely mad because Johnny Manziel played well. 21 of 31 for 270 yards, an awful interception. And this touchdown pass to tight end Gary Barnage. Trey and Moore near side of the right. Play clock at three. Here's Duke Johnson with a blitz coming. Back to pass. Manziel throws. Corner. Touchdown. His eighth of the year. Gary Barnage. Now let's not forget the rest of the team. Being led by Isaiah Crowell, the Browns ran for 230 yards yesterday. Crow with 145 of them and two touchdowns. But it wasn't just the ground game that helped Manziel lead this team to a victory. The defense actually showed up this week and sacked Blaine Gabbert nine times. Nine times. They sacked Blaine Gabbert nine times. Where were these guys all year? This is the team that was sold to us all of offseason. A strong running game and a great defense. Did they all of a sudden figure it out? Is it only a byproduct of the lack of competition provided by the 49ers? Or did Johnny Manziel playing well create that spark this team sorely needed? To me, it's all the above. Yes, the competition was not the strongest. Uh, you, got a, you got a weak San Francisco team coming in, Blaine Gabbert as the quarterback. Uh, but you could see fight in this team. You could see the spark. It was freaking visible from space. Earlier today, head coach Mike Pettin had this to say about Johnny. He grinds in the in the meeting room. He, he asks great questions, brings up good points. And guys respect that, that they can tell when he talks that he's 
getting into that information when he's out of the building, and it carries over to the practice field. And they see a guy that, that uh, is competitive, that wants to win, goes out, works hard on the practice field, and then, then it carried over to the game. This team, as led by Johnny Manziel, had new life. So it leads me to this. Should we be giving credit to Mike Pettin and the coaching staff for developing Johnny Manziel, or did they delay his development by waiting so long to get him on that field? 216-578-0092, at Mr. Kenny Kid on Twitter. I've been calling for this ever since the Tennessee Titans game. To me, it's obvious. Johnny Manziel needs live in-game action to develop. Just ask him. Every time I've been behind center and got a chance to make another start, I feel more confident. I feel like I'm able to go through my reads. I'm able to, to slow down all the protection stuff and make sure we have a guy on a guy. You know, it's continuing to try and progress. And, and like I said, every time I felt like I've got back there, I've learned something and continuing to move on and make sure I don't make mistakes. When he gets consecutive starts, when he gets comfortable, when he is actually on the field, he performs better. The game slows down for him. I feel Mike Pettin did Johnny and this team and this franchise and all of you fans a disservice by waiting so long to get him on the field. What say you? Do you credit Mike Pettin and this coaching staff for developing Manziel? Or did they delay his development by keeping him off the field most of the season? 216-578-0092 at Mr. Kenny Kid on Twitter. Let's get to the phones. Ryan in Vegas, you're first up. What's up, Ryan? Ah, <laughs> Kenny Kidd, what's up, buddy? We got a, We actually got a W. Are you, I, I got to pinch myself, buddy, because not only we get a W, but the man, the myth, the legend that hopefully is that Johnny Mandel is going to keep his job hopefully next year. Obviously, we have three more games to go, but I tell you what, him showcasing himself on national TV last uh, yesterday, obviously, just everyone was in awe of just what he was capable of doing. Obviously, running to the left, and trying to throw to the right is the most ill-advised thing you ever want to do. Yes. I don't care if you're playing backyard so football. I don't care if you're playing backyard football, kid, man. It's honest to God. It's the worst throw in the world, man. You cannot complete it. That is so backyard uh, football. But I tell you what, he has that enthusiasm. He has what it takes to be that natural uh, you know, passer in the NFL. So, again, what I'm trying to say is, obviously, there's nothing this year that we can count on. In fact, a lot of people may have probably going to miss out on Boza, maybe uh, Kandiki, whatever the heck his name is, out of obviously Old Miss. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Um, but, again, all I know is that the Brownies winning a game for me personally is way better than having that stupid first uh, overall pick. Kid, I do appreciate you taking my call, man. Doing a great job. Thank you. No problem, Ryan. Thank you very much for the call. I wanted to try to get in on that and, and actually have a conversation with Ryan, but – uh, the dude's mouth is running 50 miles an hour. He's just like, dang, 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 Johnny Manziel, and, 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 a win, a win, a win, a win. And a, screw the draft pick. Blah, 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 Johnny Manziel, thanks for the call. Uh, well, thank you. Oh, yes, thank you. Maybe more than beer. Oh, uh, the beer. It may be more than beer. Uh, thank you for the call, Ryan in Vegas. Danny in Parma Heights, you're on the fan. What's up, Danny? Hey, what's going on, my man? Hey, uh, just the one thing that I saw out of Johnny yesterday that I have not seen all season long was just, passion from the quarterback position when he threw the interception and he's banging his head against the iPad. It's yes. just see the frustration. It's just, you know, you know, and Jay Cutler, you know, is maybe kind of more like Josh McCown where they don't get too high. They don't get too low, but it was good to see someone care for once. 
you know, and it, it's not Pet's style either to wear his emotion on his sleeve, but I think guys see that frustration that he has, and I feel like they know that he actually cares about what well, the hell's D- going Danny, on. Danny, Danny, so, I'll be the first one to, to defend Josh McCown. I mean, he you can't say that dude doesn't care, man. He he goes out there with, with more heart than I've seen out of any 36-year-old quarterback, yeah, I mean, journeyman quarterback for a long time, but but – with that being said, this team has been losing all season long. I don't see a reason why it took this long, even if – forget the suspension or not suspension, uh, demotion. Uh, forget the demotion two weeks ago. Forget that. The last six games shouldn't have been all that we saw out of Johnny. It should have been at least the last eight, at the very least, the second yeah. half of the season. And exactly. And I didn't want to take that away from Josh McCown. I mean, his spiral into the end zone week one shows you how much he did care. I guess it was more from, from like an emotion standpoint. Yeah. But what what does Johnny have to do? These I mean, we got a tough schedule. I believe it's Seattle, Kansas City, and then Pittsburgh, you know, at home. What has he got to do to solidify the starting spot for next year? Honestly, honestly, I don't know if there's enough time to do that, and that's the problem. I don't know if there's enough time for Johnny Manziel to do enough. I I appreciate the call, Danny. Thank you very much. I don't know if there's enough time for Johnny Manziel to do enough to make all the questions go away. Now, if he goes out and he plays lights out for the rest of the season and we don't lose these games because of him, a lot of people will be making that argument to keep him as the quarterback and draft weapons around him instead of replacing him. John, I don't know where you're calling from. It's showing up blank on the screen. But, John, you're on the fan. Hello. I'm calling from my car. Oh, I'm on my way car. home. Okay. I'm on my way home from work. Anyway, uh, Coach Petten, I don't know how you handle Johnny. That's a tough case. But I do think, actually, he may have helped him by not putting him in there because his, his teammates uh, – didn't have a lot of respect for him, and if he would have not done well, it would have been the end of him. See, I don't know if so. that's necessarily the case because when you saw him come in in the Tennessee game, and even in the Pittsburgh game, he looked good. And and I I don't I don't see, and I didn't hear anything about the teammates not respecting him. Yeah, some of them may may have looked down on him for his partying and, and all that, but for the most part, I, you didn't hear anything about anyone not respecting him. And everyone had glowing things to say about him in, in the film rooms and uh, in practice. So I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Thanks for the call, John. Dan in Painesville. Dan, you're on the fan. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I just wanted to bring up, um, you know, we were all worried about Johnny's elbow. And he had that elbow problem. And I was wondering if that's why McCown was brought in to start most of that season, most of the season, because they knew about that injury or whatever was wrong with his elbow. And I would say, no, you couldn't credit the coaches with developing Johnny Manziel because, I mean, he, well, to answer the question, I guess it does answer the question, he was sitting on the bench for that long. So, I don't know. <laughs> all, right. All, I say. all right. Well, I appreciate your indecision there, Dan. Um, all right. Do you credit Mike Patton and the coaching staff for developing Johnny Manziel, or do you think they delayed his development by keeping him off the field for most of the season? Plus, Best and worst of the weekend. We'll give you ours coming up next, plus two words at 740. This week's two words, two words of advice for Johnny Manziel going into Seattle on Sunday. But first, let's give something away. 
Sports Radio 92.3, the fan is looking for a winner. Be caller number three at 216-578-0090. That's 216-578-0090. Caller number three will win a free medium one-topping pizza courtesy of Romeo's Pizza. Offer valid at all participating Northeast Ohio locations when it's game time. Think Romeo's Pizza and Sports Radio 92.3, the fan. It's the Kenny Kid Show. You do not go rock at a man who's got a machine gun. On 92.3, the fan. Welcome back to the Kenny Kid Show. I am, of course, your host, Kenny Kidd. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Kenny Kidd. I'm taking you up until Monday Night Football tonight. The Dolphins and Giants coverage beginning at 745. Should we credit Mike Patton and the coaching staff of the Cleveland Browns for developing Johnny Manziel? Or did they delay his development by waiting so long to get him onto the field? You can give us a call at 216-578-0092. Tweet at me at Mr. Kenny Kid. We'll also be doing two words again tonight. Two words at 740. Two words of advice for Johnny Manziel going into Seattle on Sunday. Plus, if you'd like to give us your best and worst of the weekend, we'll take those as well. Time for us to give you our spano. Why don't you kick us off? Sure. Uh, I, like you, am a big WWE fan. And the best for me this weekend is when I heard this. Here's Coons for the extra point. And the fans yelling, Johnny, 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 Johnny. Wow. Now, I, I know you look at me like, why is that the best? Now, I have never heard that stadium in unison, the fans in unison that like that. True. It literally, it, it, so thank you. I, I want to thank all the fans out there that were there that did that, that were a part of that because you gave me goosebumps. Yeah, that's true. Because usually you'll have like maybe two oh, seconds chanting Johnny, another, yeah. two, another two sections chanting Go Browns, another two sections chanting A-hole. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. and no one's you know, ever on the same page. Right, and you know, just like a WWE show or any type of wrestling show, there's always an, an in-unison type chant. Yes. That's what that reminded me of. So I just wanted to thank the fans for that. That, that is was awesome. Com- incredibly awesome. Now, the worst, I'm going to extend my worst to go a little bit further past the weekend. I'm going to go with uh, before I got into work today. Okay. I got pulled over. Oh, great. There you go. What, what was the ticket for? Uh, speeding. Speeding. Oh, yeah. Where it, were you? Independence. Independence. On 77. And yeah. how fast were you going? I was going fast. How fast were you going? I don't remember. How 82. fast were you going? 82, 82 or something. What? Like you were, wait, you were on 82? No, it's on 77. You were, at, you were going 82 <laughs> miles? And then what the hell is wrong with you? I wasn't paying attention to this. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be oh, all hypocritical. Oh, I, I deserved it. Don't I've get me wrong. I've done it before myself, but that was... <laughs> As a young dumbass, yeah, I was doing right, that. Right, exactly. Not as an older dumbass. I haven't, I haven't had a speeding ticket in like five years. Well, so that was good. like, oh, uh, idiot. It, without having a speeding ticket in like five years, usually you can get them to give you a warning. You would think. Not no. if you're going 82 <laughs> freaking miles an hour. My God. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. Well, but you know what Mike Patton says about it? What does Mike Patton say? We own that. <laughs> oh, do, do you own it? I, I do. Wow. All right, well, Brooke, this is your second week on the show. We told you last week to learn how we do this. Do you have a best and worst of the weekend? Um, can you hear me? Is this working? Yes, it does work. <laughs> it's working. Um, let's see. My best, uh, not, I worked this weekend, so 
My boyfriend graduated, so I got to hang out with him and his family. Oh, all right. Him. Congratulations, Congratulations to boyfriend. He went to Walsh. Walsh, okay. Yes, what Walsh what do you go to school for? Uh, just general studies. He works for his dad. Okay. Um, they have a business, so. Awesome. Yep. Uh, my worst, I'm a huge Tar Heels fan, North Carolina basketball. I know it's early to start talking about college basketball, but they lost to Texas on a pretty crappy ending, so still bitter about that. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, sorry for that, but at least you had a good best of the weekend to go along with that worst. Thank you. My best of the weekend, and I'm going to – actually, you know what? I'm going to start with my worst of the weekend. You got it? What do you got, man? My worst of the weekend was Isaiah Crowell. Three receivers left, but they're going to run it. Crowell zooms through. 50, 45, stiff arm. 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, and he's out of bounds. Inside the 5. Yeah. Oh, the crow got loose. That was a 54-yard run by Isaiah Crowell, and you might be saying, kid, how is that your worst? What, are you drunk? Are you stoned? No, no, no. That was my worst of the weekend because Isaiah Crowell ran for 145 yards and two touchdowns. I drafted that some bitch in the eighth round, and he did absolutely nothing for my fantasy football team all year. So I finally dropped him a couple of weeks ago, and lo and behold, this is the fantasy playoffs. First week of the playoffs, the person I'm playing up against, on a whim, picks up Isaiah Crowell on Sunday morning for no reason. There was no reason to pick him up. He did nothing all year round. He picks him up Sunday morning and then actually started him. And because of this dumb league that gives bonus points, he scored 37 points against me, and I'm down by 15 points with little hope. Very little hope of winning this week. Are you still talking about fantasy football? Yes, I am. Well, this will probably be the last week I talk about it. Oh, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's probably going to be the the last week week I talk about it because I don't think I'm getting out of the playoffs, out of this week of the playoffs. My best of the weekend, though, Conor McGregor knocking out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds. Aldo was undefeated for 10 years, and Conor McGregor knocked him out in 13 seconds to become the new UFC featherweight champion, and he called his shot. I mean, before the fight, this was a couple days before the fight, here's McGregor talking about what he was going to do. Anything after that four-minute mark of the first round will be a formality. It will be on him where he is mentally, where he is physically, and how much he truly wants this. I see him crumbling towards the end of the first or not answering the bell for the second. But it will be wrapped up inside one. Now he, That's a confident guy. He right said there. it was going to be wrapped up inside one. It was wrapped up in 13 seconds. Inside 20. One <laughs> freaking punch laid Aldo out. Aldo even hit him on the way down. Now, I'll, I'll say this, and I said this on Twitter, that if, if he didn't land that punch... His guard was down, and Aldo was coming in, and Aldo actually hit him. And if he had any force behind it, instead of just falling forward from getting knocked out and and just instinctively connecting. Are you you calling it a lucky shot? I'm not calling it a lucky shot. I'm not. But, but, and I don't think he would have lost because of that, but things could have turned out much differently had he not landed that first shot. So, best of the weekend. Congratulations to Conor McGregor. If you'd like to give us your best and worst of the weekend, by all means, you can do so. 216-578-0092. Also, I'm asking the question, are you giving credit to Mike Pettin and the coaching staff for developing Johnny Manziel, or did they delay his development by waiting so long to get him on the field? Plus, we're going to be doing two words at 742 We got two words for you!
Two words of advice for Johnny Manziel going into Seattle on Sunday. Give me a call at 216-578-0092. Tweet at me, at Mr. Kenny Kid. Let's go to Jim in a car. Jim, you're on the fan. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, Jim. What's up? Um, well, uh, going back to Penton and whether he uh, helped develop Johnny, uh, of course, it's the opposite. Um, even in his interview, he goes, he did some good things. He, 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 he won a game that you guys haven't won in how many weeks? Yeah, regardless who the opponent was, the Browns really had no business winning any of these games, honestly. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, if you look at two other points that tie into that, if you look at the records of of the Jaguars and the Titans, nobody's asking to have those quarterbacks benched. Nobody's asking to trade them, you know, and their records are right around where ours are. Nobody's, Nobody's saying, well, let's put somebody else in. And that's just because Tenton hates Johnny, and he doesn't. Allegedly, he's, he's agonizing that he's starting him. He's uh, agonizing. Allegedly, and, and all signs point to that. I appreciate the call, Jim. All signs point to that. It doesn't look like uh, it doesn't look like uh, Petten and Manzel uh, gel. It doesn't look like they mix well. They're kind of like oil and water, and and you could see that with Petten just throughout uh, the, the two years he's been here with Johnny Manzel. Uh, you could see that. I mean, he's always went to that vet first, and that's just Mike Pettin's coaching style. He he would much rather have a veteran quarterback, even if it's Brian Hoyer, even if it's Josh McCown. He'd rather have that veteran quarterback there, and he he kind of ha- kind of was forced to start Johnny uh, with only four games left, and, and he should have did it. He should have done it well before four games left. Should have did it well before six games left, at least at the halfway mark. I thought Johnny should have been out there because Johnny, the way the way that kid plays, the way the way that he learns, he learns by getting in-game action. He learns by doing it. A lot of people learn that way. He thrives when he is out there on the field and when he can put it together a tape that he can watch the next day and he can, and he can evaluate that tape. That's the way Johnny Manziel develops. And so I'm asking you, should we credit Mike Patton and the coaching staff for developing Manziel, or did they delay it? I think they delayed his development by keeping him out so long. What say you? 216-578-0092. Let's go to David in Bedford Heights. David. Hey, Kenny. How's it going? It's going good, Dave. What's up? Um, I actually agree with you. I discredit uh, Patton. I think he's done everything in his power actually to stall the development of Johnny Manziel. Um, the only person I would on that coaching staff give credit for is uh, the QB coach, uh, O'Connell, I think his Kevin name. Kevin O'Connell, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, just because he's worked with Manziel before, he knows you know, he knows how Manziel works, how he ticks, and you can just see him making progress from game to game. And even, even in being at the game on Sunday, um, you can see him making progress from drive to drive also, not just – you know, game to game. Yeah. Well, you're not the only one that says that. Uh, thank you very much for the call, David. Uh, Mike um, Amo, Mike Amo on uh, Twitter said, Flip and Kevin O'Connell deserve a medal. And I, I agree. I, I don't necessarily uh, credit Mike Pettin with developing Johnny Manziel, but as far as Flip and O'Connell go, um, I certainly give them some credit, but I still think it, they did a disservice to him, the team, the franchise, and the fans for keeping him off the field so long. 216-578-0092. Two words coming up next. Give us your two words of advice for Johnny Manziel going into Seattle on Sunday. You can do so by calling in at 216-578-0092.
And or you can hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Kenny Kid. Give us your two words that way as well. It's the Kenny Kid Show on 92.3 The Fan. It's the Kenny Kid Show. Put your phone down and pay attention to me. You idiot! On 92.3 The Fan. Welcome back to the Kenny Kid Show. Oh, it's that time. It's everyone's favorite segment. It's time for two words. We got two words for ya. Call in right now at 216-578-0092 or, well, what the hell, use our contest line as well. 216-578-0090. I mean, these phone lines are jam-packed right now, so use the contest line too, 0090. Or you can tweet at me, at Mr. Kenny Kid to give us your two words of advice for Johnny Manziel going into Seattle on Sunday. Let's go to uh, India in Cleveland. India, you got two words. Um, don't go without Crow Will. Okay, well, that we was... We got two words for you! That was, it was way more than two words, India. I don't, know, I don't know if you understand how this works. Other beer. It's called two words. You give Another me beer. two words. One Two. Two words. It's in the name of the segment. Two words. Paul and Kirkland. Where are you? There you are, Paul. You got two words? I got two letters. A-A. All right. Oh, we wow. got two words for you. See, that works, too, because even even though they're uh, abbreviations, even though it's an abbreviation, Alcoholics Anonymous, that's two words. Good job. All right. I think we know how this works. <laughs> yeah, Mike in Atlanta. <laughs> Mike, you're up. <laughs> What's up, y'all? All right, two words. Field awareness to the Seahawks. Okay, I don't need an explanation. Ugh. I thought we knew how this worked. Yeah, th- come on. Justin, you got two words. Wreck it. Wreck it, all right, we Justin. We got two words <laughs> for you. Carl in oh. South Euclid. Carl, you got two words. Eric Clapton. <laughs> we got what? two words for you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Eric Clapton. I don't know what Eric Clapton has to do with any of that. We are taking him on Twitter as well at Mr. Kenny Kid. Two words. This one's coming in from Matt. He says body armor. Body armor. Ryan says two words. Tuck and roll. <laughs> Little OU Mikey says pray a lot. We got two <laughs> words for you. Nice, Robert on Twitter. Two words. Stay alive. I have Daniel here. Start drinking. How many beers you want me to drink? Well, that, that's a complete contradiction from Steve on Twitter. Steve says, stay sober. Another beer. And speaking of that, Johnny Wellington on Twitter says, another beer. One more beer. All right, we've got, a cu- we got time for a couple yeah, of more so here. Go. Let's go to John in Lakewood. John, two words. That's greasy. <laughs> we got two words for you. All right, Tommy in Broadview Heights. You got two words? Russell Wilson. Okay. I don't know what kind of advice that is for Johnny Manziel, but that's two words. Maybe that's a warning. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is a warning. Maybe maybe he wants them to be Russell Wilson or something. I don't know. But that'll, that'll about do it for me. Thanks to everyone for joining me all season long on the Kenny Kids Show. I had a blast, and don't forget... I put all these up on my Twitter, at Mr. Kenny Kid. You can go and you can listen back to old ones through my SoundCloud page. 
Uh, don't forget you can catch me every weeknight right here on The Fan, 7 to midnight on the Nick Wilson Experiment. Also, join me after every Browns game on our sister station, 98.5 WNCX, Cleveland's Classic Rock, where I say it every week and I mean it every week. Whether we win or lose, I guarantee we will rock. Thanks to Brooke Minahan on the updates. Dave Spano on the board. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Kenny Kids. So until next time, my granddaddy used to say, if you can't be good, be good at it. Well, thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home. <laughs>